Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. Today is Friday. It's August the 4th. And we've got Steve Friend with us to join us for our regular session of Friendly Fridays. He actually told me he got some new lighting. So there he is right there. He looks a little bit cold. We're going to warm some lights up in the future. Steve, welcome to the program for this Friday morning. Oh, I'm ready to go, man. I'm, I'm fired up enough that I don't need to be uh, worried about the cold temperature. He told me he was going to come in like a belt-fed machine gun, so there, we're going to do that. Uh, oh, it looks like that just warmed you up a little bit, too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a, a, a little story time with Steve. I'm going to see if he wants to buy the movie that I am selling, the movie that we've all been living for the last eight years, but we're going to break that thing down. I just feel like the, how crazy it has been um, should be put into one short narrative. Uh, it's actually a trilogy. It's a Hollywood trilogy that you all are going to love. Um, but before we do any of that stuff, let me go ahead and say thanks to my friends over at Catholic Vote. Uh, go ahead and check them out at catholicvote.org. Very easy. Sign up for the loop. Again, uh, we're actually going to do a couple stories out of the loop today. I checked into it and I was like, oh yeah, this is a cogent narrative that makes sense in my mind. You just put in your email address and your zip code. Very easy. Catholicvote.org. You don't have to be Catholic. You just have to love America, like faith, family, and freedom, the things that they stand for. And if you do, you'll get that email about five o'clock in the morning if you live central time in Texas like I do. And you can check them out and figure out what is going on with the day before you join us for the Kyle Serafin Show. You may already know the stories, but you won't know our take on it, or it'll be stuff that we don't cover, which is all pretty useful. They just crossed over a half million subscribers to that email list, so you can be the next second half million moving towards the first million that they put in there if you want to do that. So do that. And then we'll also say a quick thanks over to Patriot Coolers. Jump on here. I've been I've been highlighting this one because this is what actually with the stuff that I sent over to Ryan. He's going to get one of the cups that is for the, the Patriots first responders and veterans series. You can find they've got a thin blue line series. They've got an EMS flag in there. They got the uh, firefighter with the axe. All really good looking uh, etched stuff. These are laser etched on there and uh, they're they're nice full color graphics. If you want to get something as a gift for someone you love that's in the law enforcement field. I'll tell you one thing we all need if you're out there in the field doing law enforcement first responder. If you're in the military, you need a cold beverage or a hot beverage. You need to keep your cup of coffee staying where it was or you need your smoothie to stay nice and cool if that's your liquid lunch and here's mine right here this is my patriot cooler check them out use promo code kyle k-y-l-e if you click through the link on the bottom it'll actually auto populate it for you k-y-l-e is the promo code that gets you 10 percent off and uh it'll get you free shipping if you spend more than 50 bucks I see that Ryan's clicked on our little like, subscribe, and uh, notify yourself. Folks, if you have not subscribed to our Rumble channel, please do that on Rumble and uh, boost up our numbers there. But more importantly, you'll know when we go live and you will be part of our live chat, which is where it is already bumping right now. We've got our moderator, Eric Jason. Big thank you to Jason, uh, Eric Jason, rather, for, for keeping track of these people. He's always the first guy in the chat every morning. I feel like he's the guy that turns on the lights. Great guy. And uh, a bunch of you now, there's 11 of you that are now monthly subscribers to our channel and supporting us. So that is awesome. We do really appreciate it. Scroll down and give us that like button. And let's dive into it. Steve, are you ready for story time? Hey, man, I'm going to pretend I'm a Rotten Tomatoes critic and let's do this. <laughs> okay. Here's the movie. All right. There's a man. He's an American. And he's kind of uh, a progressive leftist. He's always been kind of a playboy. He runs around. He's a billionaire. He's a business person. He sits on golden toilets. He marries beautiful women. And he flies around in a private jet. Okay. And everyone kind of thinks this guy, um, he's fun. He's interesting. Hollywood loves him. He's great for a laugh. He has his own television show. And he's been saying for about 30 years that he might run for president going back all the way to the 80s. But he never run. 
And then in 2015, this man says, I'm going to run for president as a conservative, even though he's not really a conservative, but he is a businessman and he loves the American sort of way of life and it, it, it built up his brand. So he decides to run as a conservative and he chooses the exact wrong time because the most hated woman in America is also running under his old platform. And so when he decides to do that, the entire apparatus gets together, the media, they're outraged. This is her time. She's about to be you know, coronated queen. And, uh, and all the other people in this country that are on the left look over and they say, how dare he, he's betrayed us. So they are furious, right? And so this is all part one, this is the prologue. He runs in this election and against all odds and all understanding, the man wins the office of presidency and that can't stand. And that's where the intrigue happens. Twist number one, the FBI actually starts investigating him even though in theory, he's in charge of the FBI. They start spying on his campaign and they start spying on him personally. And as his presidency goes on, first two years, does a great job, has a lot of uh, financial accomplishments, people's 401ks are going through the roof, the stock market is booming, everyone's feeling really good and life is feeling pretty awesome as an American. Some foreign war start ending uh countries that didn't respect us shut their mouths people are scared of shit putting uh you know troops where they don't need to be and we're looking pretty good as a country and everyone's thinking this is pretty good twist number two he is uh he is impeached by congress in a historic move not seen since bill clinton who was lying in getting bjs in the white house and he's impeached over a phone call of all things but that's not enough then there's a Chinese bioweapon that's released because he's going to run for re-election. And the Chinese bioweapon was funded by American tax dollars. And so that thing comes out and this bioweapon goes and kills a bunch of old people and fat people and sick people and disrupts the government and shuts down the entire economy. And so we have this man who's done a pretty decent job, who is now catching this horrible rap for having a bad economy, even though it was good just a few seconds ago, because all these advisors who are on the other team have all advised him that he should shut down America, the entire country, never before done. And then they impeach him again. There's another election and there's a fake insurrection that is run by a bunch of government operatives and people that were inspired don't know what's going on and he doesn't win re-election despite having the most number of votes ever gotten by someone sitting in office all right are you following our movie so far tracking tracking okay. right along now i think we've moved into part two of this movie this is obviously like a trilogy this is like a lord of the rings type saga right and so now this guy's out of office and he, in theory, could be done with everything. He could walk away and he could enjoy his golden years. But no, he gets back into the fight. He re-engages like Gandalf coming back in uh, at the end of the two towers, riding on the white horse. And he says, I'm going to come back and I still want to fix America. I still want it to do what we were going to do the first time. And <laughs> when he does this, they set a search warrant of the FBI that he used to theoretically run that was spying on him. And the same people that were spying on him and running those FISA warrants and everything else come in and they raid his house, which he is living in this palace down in Florida. And then they send some guys from New York and they indict him for some things that have already passed the statute of limitation in a local charge. And then they indict him in Florida under federal charges. And then they decide that's not enough. We're going to do it again. And they indict him in D.C. for the fake thing that was staged and he had nothing to do with in D.C. And now, yesterday, day before, this week, for the second time in two months, our former president has been indicted by our country but in this hypothetical movie, are you buying the script? Is the movie going to keep the audience? Do they believe what they are watching or is this going to be a science fiction? Well, I mean, judging by the success of the uh, the MCU series, I think you probably get people glued to their seats. <laughs> what is MCU? 
The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Come oh, on. Oh, God. Brother. I'm not that nerdy. Sorry, I, didn't, I don't call it by the cool guy acronym. Yes. Okay, so this is a Marvel superhero type fantasy that we're watching, and we're all living it. How in the world did we get stuck in this simulation? I said something on Twitter the other day. Tell me what you think. Um, apparently, the vaccines were going to stop everything, but then they didn't stop anything. We we're all going to die from the next waves of COVID, but we didn't. I tweeted out. I said, if you can read this tweet, then we're already dead. This is actually the sixth sense. And we're all just living in the post-COVID simulation. Is that possible? No, it's not possible because okay. you were several years too late. We all died after the tax cuts in 2017. We died after the 2017 tax cuts when there was no more money to fund the government, even though I actually paid less taxes as a middle-class guy. Yes. but <laughs> You're an accountant. I, I, Is that possible? I, I, How could the tax cuts that were only meant for the rich have also helped me, even though I think I might, my uh, income was showing like in the $60,000 range when that happened? Uh, we printed a whole bunch more money. Luckily, it's fantastic. Okay, <laughs> you came in belt fed ready. What do you what do you what are you stewing about right now? You you're obviously not buying my movie. You're not going to live in that movie. That's fantasy world. That's Marvel. So what is the what's what what's getting you chomped up here? How in the world did we end up here this week? By the way, this is the dumbest week on on record. Because everybody wants a show. That's it's so gross. It I'm so over this. And I hate everything and everybody that's involved with this. By the way, you, you name your movie should be like Cheeto Jesus Saves or the Cafefe, something like that. that the Cafefe really Saga. Yeah, no, yes. it's a, a three-part Cafefe Saga. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Are you buying my movie? Do you want to go watch that movie at all? Do you want to live in that movie? If you got the name Cheeto Jesus in the title, I'm buying it 100%. Cheeto Jesus Saves is actually the first uh, of the Cafefe Saga which is a three-part series. I'm in, I love I'm it. In. I love it. Now, right. so is is the made-for-TV portion of this uh, that doesn't get the cinematic release, but uh, is really like down into the uh, the real canon of the of the comic books that the real nerds know about, is that that doesn't get any attention? Is that the part where um, the actual population, the actual citizens that, you know, for the populist movement, the ones that have been trapped in a gulag for two years, did they get a, maybe a little bit of attention or is the new populism only about the billionaire that we have to lay everything down and, and talk about how this is it. This is the moment the Rubicon has been crossed. Right. Uh, we're going to yeah, talk isn't that, about. Isn't that funny? Because, because we had a bunch of people that were regular people like moms from Iowa who had never been to Washington, D.C. and were walking around inside the red ropes of the Capitol on January 6th. And they're the ones that the Bureau decided to test out their, their weapon systems on. They were the Alderaan. Isn't that what the one is? Was it, or Endor that they destroyed? And uh, I'm not up on my Star Wars oh, canon. Star but, Wars? Yeah, yeah, I they, don't know. They, I'm, you I'm, know I'm, they blew up the moon with the Ewoks, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. That was the first. They were going to go blow up these moons. They're, they're, they're doing a test run of the Death Star. It was the test run of the Death Star, which is, of course, the, the main justice in DOJ. The test run was on a bunch of regular people. Yes, like, and, and we don't cry for them. We we just that's that's white trash. We don't want to talk about that or think. I don't about see that. any politicians crying about them. Yeah, and 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 we started before that. How about we we sat there as we watched businesses burn for a year, mm -hmm. or, or before yeah, that's that. all in the back saga. That's right. That's in that. That's in the uh, the Netflix only release direct to Netflix version. Yeah, clearly. How about uh, the conspiracy against rights, like your right to open a business up or breathe the free air? How about your right to communicate with each other without having the FBI spy on it? And then when they did spy on it and break the First Amendment and involve uh, breaks of the Fourth Amendment because they were getting involved in protected activity and the search and seizure without a warrant, they really needed to, though, because they wanted to. And they only broke the law like a couple hundred thousand times. So 
I mean, yeah. shouldn't we just let them still have that tool? But but now, but now our great heroes of the Republic, the Republican Party in Congress is going to come to the save the day over this. This is the, the Rubicon has been crossed for, I've heard it, this is the 666th time they've crossed the Rubicon, but we're going to go after it this time. But, but yeah, the Rubicon doesn't even have a toll. It doesn't even have a toll gate on it anymore. It's just you can just pass back and forth on it at this point. They're running like full. They can run tanks over it. That's how, how big the bridge is over the Rubicon at this point. Yeah, I mean, and uh, you can take it out of the, uh, the the Marvel and the the Lord of the Rings and the Star Wars. The, let's let's put it Roman into Empire. something completely different. I was talking to you about yesterday. Um, real world example: uh, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, if okay. you will rivalry yep. that we have. And and Benjamin Netanyahu has said, if the Palestinians put down their weapons, there would be peace. If the Israelis put down their weapons, there would be no Israel. Correct. Right? Yep. Well, the reason he's right is being demonstrated here where the Democrats don't put down their weapons. And we have what we currently have because the Republicans preemptively put down all their weapons and don't step up and they just roll over and say, we can't have a tit for tat. We're so excited that you elected us to not use our power. You know what? I'm going to keep you on for the uh, for the episode if I can hold on to you. And I want to bring up one of these uh, articles that we put up there. So uh, will you bring up topic number four, my friend, uh, uh, Ryan, if you could pull topic number four up, we're going to do a quick grab into this and then I'm going to have you reflect this. Uh, I'm, I'm skipping around in what I prepared for the show, but this is a uh, an article from The Hill. It says Democrats press McCarthy for a vote on gun reform as soon as possible. This was released yesterday by a guy named Michael, who spells it with a Y in the middle of his name. There's supposed to be an I there, but he doesn't do it. Michael Schnell uh, released this yesterday morning. More than 100 Democrats are calling on Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California, who many of us have a lot of problems with and uh, has not been the guy that they said he was going to be. The schedule votes on a gun violence prevention legislation, the latest push by members of the majority correction, members of the minority to spark action on gun reform. And in their open letter, they said that they need to bring this firearm related measure to the floor as soon as possible. Right. Lawmakers have laid out new standing requests that if the leadership is ever forced to change a vote schedule or cancel votes altogether, which happened last week, then they would fill in the open time by considering gun violence prevention legislation instead of scrapping votes altogether. They just want to take that time and be the most valuable for the American people. And here's what it says. We are disappointed that Republican leadership canceled votes in July with so many pressing issues facing our country. Foremost amongst those is the gun violence crisis that is the leading cause of death for children in America Lawmaker said in this thing. OK, we're going to move forward because this is the mom's day in action. There have been more than 400 mass shootings that have occurred this year, most of them apparently in urban areas. So anyway, uh, that is what we're looking at with uh, uh, what you're just saying right there. The if this is the literally wit lay down the weapons thing, I'll, I'll just kind of let you reflect on that for a moment, if you would. The idea that they want to disarm the American public so aggressively, even though they're the minority, they're going to try to shame McCarthy into it, apparently. Yeah, and, and he'll even just say, well, I'll have the optics of I'll vote down so that that way my voters will know that I'm pro Second Amendment and I'm just going to waste time. You know what he should do is say, no, no. You, you know what? My plan is you bleed now. I'm actually going to step up for the people that put us in here in this red trickle that occurred last last year during the, the 2022 midterms mm -hmm. and, and push forward the things that we actually need to happen. So we're going to go through the appropriations process and defund the entire Department of Justice because it's not doing anything anyway. Uh, and if you guys are going to continue with these political persecutions, that's not going to happen. Well, why are we even funding a border patrol? They're just flying the, the, the folks across the, the border now and facilitating them moving into the interior. So you want to get nuts. 
let's get nuts. I, I'm so sick of this because th this, this rollover, we have to be the adults in the room. Well, this is no different than a metaphorical, metaphorical for all you censors out there, gunfight, okay? One side, the Democrats, brings their six shooters. The other side, the Republicans, brings a letter from mommy that says you can't use a gun on me. We'll see how and that works out. What do you think? That's, we'll see how that works out. It's just a recognition of what the battlefield conditions are. It's not optimal. It's suboptimal. I wish we lived in a society where everybody could get along. But unfortunately, half the country, or at least half of the, the political spectrum here, has embraced this ideology of that which not is required is banned. And we'll take it back to sci-fi. The board does not stay on deck 16. You will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. They just have to, that's literally what progressivism is. It's the continued push towards something that is their end goal, regardless of what they're saying with their mouth. We know where they're moving with their feet, right? And so getting rid of guns, the climate change thing, they want to get rid of your cars and your personal freedom, which I think is hilarious because the infrastructure doesn't exist. Plus, I don't know, cobalt mining looks really ugly based on the videos I've seen of it in other, in other countries. It, it's almost like... Uh, Every single thing has this beautiful veneer. All these dystopian countries, you ever or dystopian movies, you notice that there's always like a beautiful society and then there's like the reality of it, like the grunge that everyone has to live in. It's the, district one, man. District one versus the others. It's, it's exactly that though, but it doesn't matter if you go to, uh, what is what was that that uh, series called? Hunger Games, right? Hunger Games. But the, you know, the Hunger Games was the same thing as The Running Man, which is the same thing as every single dystopian thing that uh, Philip K. Dick wrote going back into the 40s and 50s. You run back there and you look at all these societies and, and uh, you know, do Android stream of electric sheep and Blade Runner and all these things. They all have the same thing. Everybody is only able to exist in the beautiful society based on everyone else's miserable suffering, like a little tiny sliver of people. They just did it on a, on a show called Altered Carbon. You ever see that on Netflix? I did. Yeah. It's really good. If you haven't seen Altered Carbon, people go watch that. It's as interesting as anything else. If it'll make you a anti-transhumanist, if you think that downloading your consciousness into a machine is a good idea, go watch Altered Carbon. It'll give you a good thing. And it's super entertaining. So that's good, too. But uh, here's the kind of the piece on this that I think uh, the only way that mothers can be people who are productive members of the workforce is that we outsource raising our children to women who are paid not that much money. They have to be paid less than the women who are out there in the workforce earning money. Okay, that's part number one. The second thing is, and the most fun thing for me is, is that in order to get the beautiful society, most of civilization has to be crushed under the boot. Think about demolition, man. They're all underneath the dirt. You know, they're living in the sewers and stuff. We actually have people right now that are digging for cobalt by hand, right? They're living and they're digging by hand in African mines in order for you to drive your Tesla. So all these things have to be accomplished on the backs of other people. And the same way, in order for them to go and build up and go after Donald Trump, they had to go test that mechanism out on a bunch of people that were uh, impoverished in other places. Ryan's throwing this on the screen, so we want to say thank you to Pazo723. By the way, if we don't call you out as a monthly supporter because we didn't see it, it literally is not shown on Rumble yet. I'm actually going to uh, hit up our friends at Rumble and ask them if they can at least list our monthly supporters. We really do appreciate you jumping in and supporting the channel it's awesome and uh it's really cool to see some of you knowing that we could do that we didn't know it was even a thing until a couple days ago i think that uh i think pazzo you, you become the number 12 supporter of this channel so awesome really really appreciate it but we, we're dealing with this crazy scenario where you have to build on the backs of either the poor the middle class and turn them into a lower class in order to have that upper echelon so that a few people can taste the free air and uh, and I think you know what I'm talking about. And now we're now we're gonna have a slew of you, <laughs> Jack BK36, also a monthly supporter. So thanks for jumping in on the live stream here and being part of the game. We do appreciate all of you guys coming in. And I saw a couple of new faces in the chat. So thanks for joining us this morning and being in the live chat. I actually kind of dart my eyes over there on occasion. Uh, 
So let's just do this thing here. Let's talk about the Trump initial appearance, right? It's been going on. Um, it's out there. Ryan, let's just pull it up. Topic number two. We'll get Steve's uh, take on it, too. But um, let me let me punch over here. Topic number two is this initial appearance. This is CBS. So, you know, I love to go to the 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 non the non right wing sources and see what they're saying. It says Trump pleads guilty. Correction. Trump pleads non guilty to an arraignment in federal charges. Uh, 2020 election probe. First of all, we know this had nothing to do with the 2020 election results. That's not what he was saying. They were claiming that he was trying to subvert the uh, the changing of power, which was not specifically talking about whether or not they uh, the, the results. He wasn't out there trying to do something specific. But long and short, uh, grand jury evidence. Here's uh, this, the Smith investigation approved a quote unquote historic indictment on Tuesday, charging Trump with four felony counts, the conspiracy to defraud the United States, which is crazy because he was the chief executive at that time. Can you even be involved in a conspiracy to defraud something that you were in charge of? Uh, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding when in fact the, uh, the official proceeding was something that he was overseeing as the executive. Also weird. Obstruction of and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. So this is the same thing. The conspiracy to do something and then the actual doing of something. I love that. Double charge. And then the conspiracy against rights, which is that 241 charge. The same thing that Douglas Mackey faced over memes under this Justice Department. They always try it out on somebody small. And then they come after it. So um, flipping back over to you, Steve, what, is this just the parallel? Is this the move that we're going to see? The DOJ tries it on somebody small and then they go after some bigger fish. Is that the, the playbook that's been laid out now? This is show me the man and I'll find you the crime. Look, the conspiracy against rights, it's, it's all laughable. Look, that entire slog, and they're going to do a superseding indictment where they'll charge him with insurrection or something where they're going to try to, in fact, hold him and prevent him from actually being mobile and being able to campaign. But right. conspiracy against rights, I believe that's a KKK law. You have the impeding official proceeding, which is uh, a, a Sarbanes-Oxley-Enron law. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the catch-all conspiracy uh, to, to, to fraud the government, which I, I guess apparently uh, suggesting that we're going to pack the courts or change the or overthrow the electoral college system, which the Democrats do on a pretty regular basis following an election that doesn't go their way. Uh, that's only applicable to the person that we want it to. So they're going to throw it at, at Donald Trump. But again, I'm an equal opportunity basher here. Yep. I want a plan from Donald Trump. And it can't just be I'm going to truth harder and look at the polls because there's a he's in trouble. OK, and, and that's just again, recognize the battlefield conditions. I know it's not fair. I know it stinks if you like Donald Trump, yep. but he's in trouble and he can't just truth his way out of it. There's a legitimate chance that he's not going to be you're not going to be able to vote for him because the secretary of state in Arizona and Michigan and Wisconsin is a radical left winger who doesn't allow his name on the ballot and he can't win the presidency if he's not on the ballot. So we That's have right. to have an actual recognition of the reality on the ground. And then again, equal opportunity basher, obviously Kevin McCarthy stinks and he needs to be held accountable for his failure to act or doing whatever he's not doing. But we need more energetic Republicans around the country to say, all right, we're gonna respond in kind. We're gonna follow the Israeli lead here the, the israelis never do the first strike but they re, they respond aggressively in, aggressively and then look this is i this is was in bb's uh biography um so i don't, I don't think it's his original but you know he, he he lays it out really well uh as just as a, as a as a joke he says look there's an american a brit and an israeli who are taken captive by a cannibal the cannibal says what's your last wish the american says i want a steak the the brit says i want a bourbon or a, you know, a stiff drink, and the Israeli says, I want a kick in the butt. And the American gets a steak, 
the Brit gets his drink and then the cannibal just kicks the Israeli right in the butt and the Israeli whips out his gun and can shoots a cannibal. And the American and Brit say, why didn't you do that to start with? Because because I didn't want to be accused of a first strike by the United Nations. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's really good. That's so good. But it's, it's a great one. It's, it's true. A, it's true. And they yeah. respond and they do it. They do it the right way. They look, they do the knock bombs. They, they say, look, we're going to hit this target. Get everybody out. And they give you an advance warning. It's coming in 45 minutes. Yep. But they do it. They follow through. So I need to see some state's attorney general charging John Kerry with a crime. I don't care what it is. We need to see them charging Janet Yellen with a crime. All right. of them. All of them. And the only way it stops is when you stop. You're in complete control of this, Democrats. You want to stop? It stops. But we're, not, but we're going to retaliate. Yeah, no, you're right. And so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna play a couple of videos because I want you to be able to see how the left uh, covered this as well, including my favorite. Uh, some people call her Peppermint Patty. I like to call her Ginger Goebbels. Jen Psaki had a really hot take on this, on who the real victim is in this indictment. Uh, before I do that, I actually want to say a big thank you to our friend uh, Eric Jason, who has been moderating our chat since the beginning. I think he's the first guy in the door, like I said. Eric, uh, if you're not following him on True Social, you can. It's just at Eric Jason. Uh, great dude. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm flirting with the idea. I think we should almost do a profile on Eric. <laughs> and I think we should talk about what he's about because he's such an interesting dude. Uh, the fact that he's here all the time and he's got a story. He served this country and he's disabled because of it. He's literally the people that we try to support with uh, things like Patriot Cooler. So um, put it in the chat or put it actually better yet, put it in the comments below if you want to hear a profile of Eric Jason's story because uh, I think it's worth probably putting in there. And then uh, we got another rumble round here from lkw cross who i know is a monthly supporter as well throwing in there a shout out loving the show we do appreciate all you guys coming in here and do that and we'll try to we'll try to call these things out as they come in you all okay i want to do this video this is video number one steve stand by for reaction stand by for nausea so you may want to grab like a bucket if needed if you'll queue up video number one ryan and we will play that uh whenever you are ready you can roll it when we talk about the efforts to overturn the 2020 election, we understandably focus on the perpetrators, the people responsible. Donald Trump and a web of his underlings who tried to subvert the will of the voters, the will of the American public. And that's especially true right now as we await an indictment in that case and comb through all the details. But as we follow the many threads of this enormous investigation, what often falls through the cracks are the victims that Trump left in his wake as he attempted to cling to power. And there are many. For starters, those victims include the American people. Trump attempted to disenfranchise more than 13 million voters who cast their ballots for Joe Biden in the seven states that he and his allies tried to overturn. Had that effort succeeded, even in part, Trump would have essentially invalidated the 81 million votes Biden received across the country, which, by the way, is more than any candidate had ever received in American history. Then there's President Joe Biden himself, who, despite the facts, may always be viewed by Trump's followers as illegitimate. According okay, to a mammoth right poll there. conducted that's, that's in May, two... 68% of Americans do not think, uh, Republican Americans do not think that Joe Biden is legitimate. That's a shocker to me. And I'm going to tell you why. If you'll queue up video number two, Ryan, I'm going to have like, a, I'll get double header here. I want you guys to see this. I want to run this video two times through, if you would. Roll it once, roll it twice. If you're watching on the Rumble channel, you'll see it. If you're listening to the audio afterwards, um, I'm going to describe it right after. So just hold tight. There's a little bit of dead air because we have to actually see the theatrical production that goes into this. So roll that video number two, if you would, and uh, hold your, once again, grab your bucket. I like my coffee dark. 
Second time through. I like my coffee dark. Okay, that's all we can handle with that. Okay, if you're not seeing the video, what we just saw was Joe Biden standing with a jacket and a, uh, a tie and a white shirt and probably probably no pants on underneath there. I assume they have him standing at a countertop so that he looks like he's straight up and down and not falling apart. And he's drinking out of a coffee mug that they are selling for $32. That's how much that coffee mug, that's a fundraising coffee mug, has a presidential seal on the bottom of it. And it has this like screen printed picture of him in the same exact suit with the laser eyes 2024, which is the so-called dark Brandon meme. And uh, the idea being uh, just turn that off, Ryan, before I, I vomit. Um, it's the dark Brandon meme, which is to say that Joe Biden is actually like a secret, real tough guy. He's like super bad. He's going to go after all the bad, bad Republicans. And um, and he's delivering that line. You heard it. Uh, do you have any reaction? This was trending yesterday on Twitter with like 20,000 tweets about it. So people are seeing this video a lot. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the left can't meme. They can't troll well at all. But the, the overall reference here, I think, is was strongest uh, about his speech in front of Independence Hall. That's when dark Brandon really came to fruition in front of the red lights that were lit up. And, and in that speech was when he said, if you vote Republican, you're an anti-government extremist and you're a white supremacist. He labeled half the country as terrorists. So let's not meme our way to a $32 donation here and, and, and then expect people to accept his legitimacy of the leader of the full of the country when he very clearly doesn't want to represent 75 million people who voted for his political rival in the last election. Yeah, we're, we're literally talking about a man who falls over on two wheeled bicycles with his feet on the ground, right? Like we're talking about a dude who is not tough, a guy who is in uh, who's hit 80 and is a feeble 80 at that. Someone actually showed a, a thing. I, uh, this is why I should stay off Twitter because it's awful. But actually, you've seen the famous picture of Nancy Pelosi where she's at Cannes and she has like the deep, deep, weird cleavage in the in the bathing suit. My buddy yeah. calls that the Maverick. He actually has her in the uh, Top Gun thing with a helmet on at one point. Sent me that. That's actually a really funny meme. But uh, the one that I saw yesterday was Joe Biden's head on that body standing on the beach because he's standing there all kind of floppy. And they said he needs kind of like a, a, a man's ear to hold up his floppy body. Like the guy is not strong, tough, virile or anything. He's, but he's 80 and he's the perfect embodiment of so many of our representatives and not just the really old ones, but how many people that quote unquote represent us, how many men yep. do you believe have ever been in a physical fight? Have ever yeah, had to do anything? I don't believe that Joe Biden's, he's like, I take him behind the gym. Like, dude, I don't think that man has ever been in a fight. I don't and, think he's ever it, been hit. He's been in, no. he's been, it, it's been a felony for anyone to hit him since probably like his 29th birthday. <laughs> Cor correct. I mean, they've never had to do anything physically hard or challenging, or I'm not, not even saying you got to like go out and cut wood or something like that. Like, have you ever been knocked down by life in a hard way that you had to pull yourself up from? And he would say, well, my son died. I was like, well, you've used that to your political advantage. You use it still today. This last week, they said that the conversations he was having with uh, his son about uh, the obviously pay-for-play schemes that were going on with China and with Ukraine, uh, well, this, his son died. His son died. So, you know, he gets a pass on that. And he used the death of his wife, his You're first right. wife, to get elected. You know, that the, the, I didn't know this until recently. The, when he was sworn into office, he insisted on the picture of him being at his daughter's bedside in the hospital. Uh, for yes. the swearing in. Yes, he so he could use it as a political prop. Of course. I mean, you want to talk about have not having a soul. 
Like, that is the soulless move. You're correct. That's a good way of describing that. It's it's truly awful. And you just teed up this uh, this topic here. So, Ryan, if you'll bring up topic three, which is another piece from The Hill, this is the takeaways from the Devin Archer. I want you to hear the left talking points on this, right? And so they they had a Devin Archer who's gone out there. He did the transcribed testimony the same way that you guys did, except he did it with the oversight committee. They've released the transcript of the closed-door meeting, and these are the takeaways that we hear from... The Hill, which obviously is on the political left. Takeaway number one is Archer is not aware of any wrongdoing by the president. I'm just reading the top line pieces of it. Uh, he acknowledged that he had no knowledge of whether Biden ever uh, altered U.S. policy. OK, he says that he's not aware of any of the bribes that went to the Bidens and he couldn't corroborate any of the, the two five million dollar payments that are alleged in the, uh, the 1023 that we saw come out in public. He says that he described frequent phone calls between the Bidens. So that's the only thing. That's number three, by the way. That's like 12 scrolls down. And he recalled maybe 20 times that uh, Hunter Biden made it apparent to his investors that he spoke to his dad or that they talked about these things or placed him on speakerphone. Um, he describes the Biden brand as being sort of adding a lot of value because of the name. But it wasn't Joe Biden directly. That's what they that's what they're going out. And then he talked about a couple of dinners at Cafe Milano where they were specifically talking to big money um, investors in Rosemont Seneca Bohai, which was that that company. That's it. Those are the supposed takeaways that we're supposed to hear, that we're supposed to believe are uh, this bombshell testimony. And then magically the next day, Trump is indicted on federal charges in Washington, D.C., of which he is almost certain to be convicted of if he went to court. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Biden brand was is not not necessarily Joe. No, I wanted Dr. Jill and her, her degree in uh, community college. Like that, that's, that's what really the, the value is there. Cause she's, you know, obviously a super qualified doctor. Like if you were to have somebody have a medical problem on an airplane and she would be the one you'd want to be doing mouth to mouth resuscitation. Right. She's the doctor of uh, education, obviously a, uh, not quite a physician and unable to heal herself. Despite the fact that we have this ancient guy out there clamping down on the, uh, the, this dark Brandon idea, which I don't know who told him that was tough, but like the fact that he even seized on it, it was a joke against him. Uh, and then of course the, the right takes it and shows pictures and says, Hey, Ashley, it's shower time and a bunch of other things. So it's this back and forth uh, messaging battle that they've tried to own. <laughs> you still, that was See, my tweet the other day at some guy. They, they tried to take the let's go Brandon originally and make it, uh, I guess it was, people were saying Brandon sucks. Right. And, and so that's uh, that's what dark Brandon is, obviously. So Brandon, <laughs> Brandon was the name that they were joking, the let's go Brandon piece. And now he's embraced it as dark Brandon. So he's not it's not just his alter ego because he's a tard. It's his alter ego because he's really tough. He will never, ever overcome that phone call uh, from the guy on what was it Christmas who, who said, let's go Brandon. He goes, right. he said, let's go Brandon. He said, yeah, I agree. And honestly, I think that's the T-shirt that people should be wearing is the uh, the let's go Brandon Joe Biden, December 24th, 2021. Right. Yes. Yes. I mean, because anybody they, who has a problem with you saying that in your workplace, you're like, I'm just quoting the sitting president of the United States about something that he agrees with. He said, let's go, Brandon. I agree. It very clearly bothers them. And, and that's that's why I mean, and it's the ultimate troll, because let's go. Brandon was a way for people to say something far more profane. Yes. It was family-friendly way of getting well, rid of the was, and, it, and you know what? Mike Rowe actually had a real interesting point on that as well, and I'm going to share this with you because I think it actually says more about it. He said what Let's Go Brandon really means, what the real ultimate uh, understanding of of that, that phrase is. It's not just the FJB kind of thing that everyone kind of believes. It also is an acknowledgement that the media is lying to your face. Yeah. And so it's a resistance and it's a it's a lampooning of the mainstream media that we're, we're quoting here with the Jen Psaki types and The Hill talking about how there was no take takeaways from this particular, um, you know, transcript and giving you the cherry coated high wave tops. It's just them saying, 
we don't trust you at all. And we know you lied to us because we saw you do it right then. Like so many things that happened in 2020 and 21, you know, fiery, but mostly peaceful. That's the same statement as let's go, Brandon. It's the same brand. A perfect, it's like, we know that you're peeing on our leg and telling us it's raining. And we know that this is a way to bother you by saying it. So we're just going to say, let's go, Brandon. And side note of my my Is it upsetting that Ryan just has all these clips of Joe being weird uh, that are just like at his fingertips? Because I didn't ask him to cue any of these up, but he's just got them. (laughs) They're everywhere. He's struggling to keep up with Barack Obama jogging there, by the way. And that's got, that's got to be 10, 12 years ago. I mean, but that was right around the time where he, he made my, my son loves to do Joe Biden impressions. (laughs) And what, what he made a comment like? about, uh, he said, you know, Barack always talks about it's three letters, J-O-B-S, jobs. This is your eight-year-old? <laughs> yes. Yes. He's, I, he does Biden uh, impressions on I got request. hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. And the kids used it's, to come up and reach in the pool. Like, how did this awkward man... How did this awkward man get elected? He's such an empty vessel. And this is the other thing. It's like, as part of my story, right? As part of the story that we were pitching to you, the the sitting president gets more votes than have ever been gotten by any sitting president in history. And every sitting president that got the most votes like that has always been reelected. Okay. And he didn't get elected because the other guy got 10% more. I guess that's the 10% for the big guy that they just rolled in. I, I have no I have no faith in any of this stuff. People go like, oh, do you think the election was stolen? It's like it was obviously stolen whether they did it manually or whether they did it with media messaging. The in-kind donations that were being done by CNN and MSNBC and the Orange Man Bad and, and Cheeto Jesus is the is the devil. Like all of that stuff was happening for like we cannot we cannot discount it. And then they went out and started locking up the supporters of the guy, you know, just yeah. after it all happened to prove that they weren't the bad guy. They became the bad guy. I, yeah, well, because you know, because Hitler, you have to, or or, or I guess uh, as the as the good Reverend that actually Al Sharpton, that actually knocked me out of breath. I've got Al Sharpton. You want to hear Al Sharpton? Because we've got a video this is my Al favorite Sharpton. thing ever. If he ever asks for an interview, it's a yes. I'll miss the birth of a child if I get to talk to this man. Al Sharpton. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is video clip number five. Uh, these are the people that are out there that are trying to opine for the left, and they're listening to it, and they have mainstream media uh, representation. If you'll play cut five. One day, our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they could stay in power? That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history. Can you play that one more time? Because that was as dumb as anybody can process, but they're going to need to hear it twice, I think. Just one more. One day, our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so right they there. could stay in power. That's what we Can you imagine if uh, James Madison or Thomas Jefferson had tried to overthrow the government? Can you imagine anything to that effect, Steve Friend? A I man can, who knows a little I, bit of history. I live in Florida where we don't teach CRT, so I think all the kids here will be able to read all about it. And how about look, obviously it's a it's a horrible cell phone by a very very ignorant man. Um, but those two names specifically one being responsible for the declaration and the other one being primarily responsible for the constitution. Like he didn't say John Adams or George no, Washington. No. Those are the only two names he could think of. And they were two Those people who literally worst. overthrew the government and one of them. Put their overthrew name on the it. Okay. They threw the government that the British were running, right? Because that's what the declaration of independence did. Then we entered into the articles of confederation, the first constitution that governed the United States. And then they overthrew with another one that they had no right to do. Yes. 
Yes. Those Both are the, of these the, men the like put their names. They were the authors of overthrowing the government. And this guy <laughs> just said it. And, and, and that cartoon world that we're living in where that guy is out there and has a platform and sitting in a suit in front of a bunch of people that are looking at him and nodding real seriously. And you and I are sitting here talking on our podcast. Like, that's how silly this movie is. That's why nobody wants to buy it. That's why everybody is looking at, and I'll give you, an, I got another clip. We're a little movie heavy today, but I think it's relevant. The other thing, I went and looked at what was trending last night. 181,000 tweets on, on True Social, I'm sorry, on, on Twitter, were Donald Trump is not. Trump is not was trending. And they were like, is not guilty, is not uh, the bad guy, is not whatever else, okay? And then another one that was equally trending with the dark brand and was Blacks for Trump. And so we're going to play that video real quick here. It's video clip number three. If you'll play three, I think it's it's kind of like there's some production to this as well. But I don't remember seeing any exposure to this in 2015, at least not in the same way. So I think people are pissed off and they're looking through it and they're going, I don't like District 1. Whatever District 1 wants, I'm against it, as you mentioned uh, earlier with the, uh, with the Hunger Games piece. All right, go ahead and play uh, number three for me. The Democratic Party, I've, I've been a Democrat for years before my transition, before my awakening into the Republican Party. It's all lies. They're lying to themselves. They, they don't even know who they are. The Democrat Party, they're, they're devilish, they're, they're crazy, they're sick people, and they need help. And all I can do is pray for them, that's it. I don't spread hate, I spread love. I mean, come on, people are realizing, because when you go to these Democratic cities, they're trash right and then what do people do they move to red city and try to make them trash sooner or later people are going to realize what's going on he reached out to my community so much and because of fake media they try to alienate him like he's this racist he's this this he's this that when that city is dominated by blacks the legislation and everything so now it's just like how you gonna blame my president he's the president of the United States and that man reached out more than any other he damn sure outshone Barack Barack ain't give a damn about my community just feel like the media is out to get this guy and so he's told us the truth we've seen what his plans are for the future and so I'm 100% behind Donald Trump I would tell the Democratic Party start with God all right, start with God first. Get into your word, find yourself, love yourself, and then you'll be able to reach out to all of humanity. Because at this point, you're nothing except being divisive, being negative, and you're, you're literally doing nothing but bringing more harm to our country. President Donald Trump made promises, and he kept those promises. So there you go. Um, those are, if you're not watching on the Rumble channel, you're missing, but those are all black Americans that are speaking. They're wearing Donald Trump hats. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Um, they're clearly marching around and they're and they're upset about this. There was a couple of other videos of people. Uh, in fact, there were a couple of guys and they seemed pretty hilarious. They look like, um, they look like they were Al Sharpton's buddies like growing up, but then they just uh, took a parting of ways and Al Sharpton put on a suit and they kept wearing t-shirts. And they were they were calling uh, Jack Smith a punk, and they said they were there to humiliate him by being such a like a fraud, such an open fraud for what he was doing. And look, anybody who watches this channel knows I'm not a rah rah Donald Trump guy. I think he did a good job. I think he did a, some bad jobs. There were some things that he obviously failed on, as you mentioned. I'd love to see concrete plan to defang the deep state that is out there, the administrative state that has been chomping away and took our jobs and and did a lot of evil to a lot of Americans who suffered far worse than we did. And yet. 
when Americans see somebody being treated this poorly, and it is so blatant and it's so obvious, you know, we like we like the underdog. We like the Rocky. We like the Rocky character that doesn't look like he should win. That's got everything against him. That's going up against the guy who has the title, and uh, the title looks like you know didn't work nearly as hard. It's just it's really gross. I don't like seeing all the Trump and Speedo pictures or him as a boxer with like the shredded abs because we know Trump doesn't have that body. His body probably looks closer to, to Joe Biden. But I guarantee you in a fist fight, the two of them, it wouldn't be very fun to watch. I mean, it would be like elder abuse, even though they're roughly the same age. So there is that. Um, and because of all this stuff, let's bring up topic number five, if you would, Ryan, because I think this is where it actually starts showing through. Topic five is going to kind of bring this out there. So I'm going to uh, pull this up, folks. Let me let me do a quick read of this. This came from Catholic Vote. This is out of uh, today's news story. It says the military uh, parents are being excluded from children's medical decisions. So I think these all actually show that they are pushing an advantage they don't really have. It says medical practitioners on a military day denied mother access to her child's medical records on the Department of Health policies. The uh, This woman, Amy Haywood, she's a military mother. She's an author of this primary educator newsletter. She shared her story, how the government's overstepping her bounds, obstructing her rights in the healthcare system, basically not telling them that they were they were doing gender affirming care uh, due to adolescent confidentiality of issues. And they always keep things like substance abuse, mental health issues, sexual identity, sexual health, et cetera, and pregnancy away from the parents. Um, and that is a major usurpation. If you'll move to topic number six, I think it tells us exactly what the result of that particular thing is. This is also from Catholic Vote this morning. It's a Gallup poll saying that confidence in the military has plummeted. One of the most favored parts of our of our, our national infrastructure, the thing that people always can get behind, we can always get behind veterans and military members. It's not there anymore. And it says that a recent Gallup poll found Americans' confidence in the military under the Biden administration has plummeted. The news comes under, under a series of these controversial LGBTQ plus abortion related decisions affecting the arms forces, which is not what it's all about. It's not why I signed up. It's not why I put my hand up. I actually remember getting tears in my eyes when I enlisted uh, both times that I swore in or maybe three times. I can't remember how many times you swear in, but I know in the debt program and when I was actually at basic training, I mean, it's an emotional moment when you swear your life to this country. And um, same thing with the FBI, by the way, I'm sure you had the same experience, Steve. It says it showed that the uh, current average of confidence in the, in the military is only at 60%. That's, you know, that's, that's six out of 10. That means four out of 10 people are not into it. Uh, and, and it used to be norm, more more than 70% only a year ago. Uh, this is the newest low since 1997. Okay. Um, and the worst that it's ever been was right after the Iran hostage situation, the Iran Contra situation, when only 50% of the Americans described themselves as confident. That was in 1981 in the midst of the Cold War. That was when I was born. So this is the the second worst that it's been basically and the, and the worst that it's been in my adult life. Just want to put that out there as a, as a thing. This is what happens when you try to undermine the actual institutions that are there that are not supposed to be political and, and be involved. And um, it sounds like we've got over 700 people in the chat right now that are that are rocking and rolling. So, folks, if you have not given us a like, we really would appreciate it if you scroll down there and hit that thumbs up until it turns green. Put that uh, put this vet ranking up there. Steve, do, you know, what are the other institutions that are being undermined? Because I know the military is not the only one. <laughs> well, I think we can both speak to uh, the DOJ and the, uh, the What FBI. about law enforcement in general, though, you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you guys highlighted this with uh, with George and Garrett the other day. We were talking about the, that incident that happened recently in Wisconsin where they were going and arresting uh, the individuals that were out there speaking and, and reading from their Bible at a, uh, a drag show and, and the fact that they were almost gleeful in doing it. And the fine line that traditionally law enforcement guys have walked very well and very effectively. And that is the broken panes policing where you have to enforce these small offenses, yep. but prevent yourself from overstepping that bound and actually intruding on individuals' rights. And now 
they're just going along with the demands of, of whoever's you know, calling the shots, I guess, at the top of it, because they're, they want to keep their jobs and, and they're deluding themselves in the belief that I'm just following orders is an acceptable answer. And, and, and that's law enforcement in general. And that's, that's all across the board though. Like you just generally re representing, I would, like I was talking about at a state level, like our state representatives need to go there and be active and actually protect our, our states and our communities from an out of control government. I'm, I'm going down to Collier County here in a couple of weeks to speak because that county drafted a, a measure, a bill of rights defense measure that said none of our resources can be used to violate your, your, for your bill of rights uh, rights. And it was struck down by their county Yikes. and they primaried those guys and got them off and got good guys elected. And now they're going to present it again because they want their county to be fortified against any sort of overreach from a nefarious outside actor from the federal government. Um, in kind of a short order, the difference between federal law enforcement and state law enforcement, I know you've served in both of those capacities. We used to always have the belief that if they uh, they told the federal government to go round up your guns or they told the state to go round up your guns, like there, there'd be a lot of cops that say no. Uh, based on what we've been seeing, based on sort of the trend and, and some of these videos and what we've seen with our colleagues, uh, what are your thoughts on that that sort of uh, scenario, both, uh, like I say, federal and, and local? I, I'm not optimistic, but it kind of goes back to what you're talking about with the, with the military. I'm sort of torn on that one. Like, do I approve of, of the performance of the military at this point? No, but it's probably a good thing because I'm sort of scared that they're going to turn against the people and they're going to be the ones that are knocking on the doors to round up the guns. And if they're not competent at that, at least we stand a chance. Yeah, well, there's that. And then, you know, um, we want to back the badge. We want to back the, the blue. I know you wrote a book about your experience with both, and there's plenty of honorable people. I, I feel like a lot of people have also retired, and they've also been given an opportunity to do the right thing, and they still they shut down churches, and they shut down street preachers. And, you know, uh, local law enforcement, you got to police yourselves. If you want to earn the good guy title, you got to go out there and earn it every day. And that means you do not let your, your colleagues do something wrong. Those are not police. You know, those are those are thugs, and they're doing thuggery on behalf of a government that doesn't belong there. So this should be a warning to all of us, especially those of us who are carrying a badge, who go out there, armed citizens, that you got to be ready for it. Um, Ryan had a little special treat for us. It's a video that I haven't seen, so he wanted to put that in. Uh, Ryan, if you want to bring that up and uh, queue up whatever it was that you wanted to share with the audience, and then we're going to probably shut this sucker down for a Friday going into this weekend. General George Washington's soldiers were freezing cold, fighting for independence against tyranny, domination, and control. It was their moment to stand up and fight for freedom. To many, January 6th is such a moment. Oh, weird. The battle for the White House is now a full-fledged struggle for the survival of this constitutional republic. We, the people, are in control of the United States, and we will take our rights back. 74 million Americans are not going to shut up. This is about taking a stand where you can take a stand. We need to fight back. We win because of our ideas. We lose elections because they cheat us. We're going to keep fighting until every illegal vote is thrown out. They rigged the election in front of all of us, and nobody did anything about it. Call your congressman and feel free, you can lightly threaten them. If you don't start supporting election integrity, I'm coming after you, Madison Cawthorn's coming after you, everybody's coming after you. We're not timid folk. We're people who understand when there's a challenge in front of us, we rise to the challenge. We fight, finish, keep. It is time to stand and fight. The swamp isn't truly drained until we've nailed the hides of the alligators to the wall. We need to fight back. We need to strike at the heart of their power. 
we need to show that the next revolution is just getting started. The ruling. So there you go. So we're, we're talking about a lot of people using that language of fight. And then, of course, people did show up and most of them used their voice peacefully. And, a, you know, a small number of people went in and did something violent. And we can all agree. I think you and I have that nuanced perspective on it, which is that if you gave, engage in violence and you were uh, throwing blows with cops, you know, you should be treated commensurately with what would happen for any other assault on a federal officer charge, which oftentimes is nothing, by the way. And I think you and I have seen those cases dropped as sad as that is. Uh, I've seen it dropped against Border Patrol when they uh, when we had illegals, you know, strike them in the face, hit them with a vehicle and they didn't even charge them. They basically went out there and, and, and pursued or they got a warning letter and they were released into the United States, even though they were violent uh, illegals. So the, it would nice, it'd be nice to see someone doing things on, a, on an even footing instead of this sort of, like you said, abuse of the small before they go after the big fish. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And, and there was just too many guys there that with using the rhetoric of fighting who, as we said before, they've never had a fight. They've never had anything uh, tough in their life to have to overcome. It's just theater to them. It's it's bread and circus, like you were talking about earlier this week. Uh, and and the one thing I'll say about that is, you know, I assume that you've read uh, the Odyssey and, and Homer, and he talks about singing me muse, muse being something that you would think about. Well, amusement is the opposite of muse, and that's what we're being thrown. That's why we have asymmetrical and amoral, because it's the opposite of that meaning. But we're being thrown amusement. We're too much of the show and not the actual substance, because this is going to be really hard. It's going to require a lot of sacrifice, and people are going to have to give up a lot of their comfort. But uh, America is not a leisure pursuit here. That's a great statement, and I think that's the. it goes with a couple things. Number one, we can't comply our way out of tyranny, which you and I continue to say to people and remind them. And the second thing is people better start getting comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable because it costs something. When we say freedom isn't free, it's not that some person like Eric Jason, who uh, lost the use of his legs, goes over and fights for it. It's that every single person should embrace the idea that there may be a significant discomfort that they shoulder. We all do the idea. Suffering is guaranteed. Meaning is not. You want to ascribe some meaning to it. we got to do that thing if uh, we want to see our kids have the same sort of life that you and I grew up with, which I thought was pretty good. And our, our parents had a pretty good one as well. This is the hard times coming on there. If we can shoulder them before our young kids have to deal with it, that would be awfully nice. That would be the right thing for, I think, us to do, uh, those of us who have seen a little bit of hardship and, and we're ready to take on more of it. Steve, thanks for uh, joining me today. I really am appreciative. Uh, how's your book selling right now and where can people go get it? Let them know where they can follow you if you would. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at real Steve Friend, uh, truth at real underscore Steve Friend. The book is pinned to the top of both profiles, or you can go to, to Amazon and get a copy or Barnes and Noble. It's called True Blue: My Journey from Beat Cop to Suspended FBI Whistleblower. Um, I've gotten some requests for some bulk orders from folks, so I, th I think it's doing well, and uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, I'll get uh, get the final numbers here from the publisher coming up soon. Yeah, and then hopefully those people are sending pallets of them to Chris Ray so he can enjoy that. So he also can say that he is familiar with your name, but no, nothing further. Uh, I don't expect him to read the book, but thanks for joining us today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The Kyle Serafin Show. It's streamed live from Liberty Hill, Texas, every morning at 0930 Eastern Time. That's 830 here in Texas, America. We do want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all of our new monthly supporters. And um, we are really appreciative of all the five-star reviews you guys are putting out there, as you can see on the screen. More than 625. We can keep boosting those things up. Remember, you can review any episode that you like, and we would appreciate it if you did. Uh, and if you have a good one, we'll read it on the show, just like this one here from Tony B. out of Idaho. Tony is a trucker in Idaho, and he said it's an outstanding podcast, five stars. I love the podcast. Informative, funny, inspiring. I'm a truck driver that's always looking for a new podcast to listen to. What a gem. Great communication style. Thanks for the entertainment and the information. Sending my prayers and blessings to you and yours. Thanks again tony 
trucking in Caldwell, Idaho. We really do appreciate people like you, Tony, listening to the show. Uh, and I'm glad that we have some truckers out there that are doing the hard work, things that many of our politicians have never done, earn a living by putting their blood, sweat, and tears into it, and uh, and really just going on the road to make America continue to work. So we also want to say thanks to the hard work and the skill of Ryan Matta. You've seen him in the back air. You can follow Ryan at Ryan Matta, M-A-T-T-A Media, Ryan Matta Media, and you can see him on LFA TV in the afternoons and also on his own show in the morning again. He's streaming with Anna Perez at uh, what 06 30 in uh, eastern time is that right ryan yep nice and early you got on mute yes sir thank you <laughs> there it is yeah check that thing out if you guys want to get warmed up waking up with america and waking up with ryan maddas uh like this video please scroll on down there make sure that thing is green before you leave we do appreciate it share it on your social medias and we'll call out some of those please make sure you're subscribed to our rumble channel and we will see you again after a lovely weekend folks be safe have a good weekend don't uh, get too hot and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show, streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.